0: Hey everyone! What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Daydream and Listen. My name is Krista. Hope you're all doing great and have had a nice week. Today's episode is going to be one where you can learn a little more about me because I'm going to be talking about different personality tests that I've taken I love these types of tests because I think they're really cool ways to learn more about yourself and about others, so hopefully you will find it fascinating. Okay, so now before I get into today's episode about personality tests, let's go ahead and discuss the highs and lows of this past week in my life. So starting out with the highs of the week... Um, This past week was Father's Day and I'm really sorry that I didn't say Happy Father's Day the end of my last episode, but if you were celebrating with your dad or a father-like figure in your life, I hope that you had a wonderful Father's Day. Uh, For my family and I, we went out to eat in Pittsburgh and then we kind of just spent the day down there. We walked around. It was a really nice sunny day out although I do have to say it was incredibly hot that day. It was so, so hot and we walked a lot and yeah, it was just, it was just a great day to be um, out with my family and spend time celebrating my dad. So yeah, it was really fun. And then also another high of the week that I wrote down is I feel like this past week I sort of hit my stride and was just in such a good routine and hopefully that carries over into this upcoming week but as far as like fitness goes, sleep schedule, um, and reading every day, those three things were just ones that I wanted to get into a good routine of and I felt like this week I, like I said, really hit my stride in them. Um, I do want to give a little life hack that I learned this week. Um, If you are someone who is struggling to fall asleep easily and stay in your sleep and not wake up in the middle of the night five times, then maybe you might want to try stretching before you go to bed because this past week, I started to stretch before I went to bed because I heard someone recommend that um, they'd been doing it and they got into a really good sleep routine and I have to say it worked so 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 well um I was able to get to sleep really fast and stay in my sleep the whole night so definitely recommend doing that And then another high that I wrote down for this week is that Beyonce released new music. So if you haven't listened to it, it is called Black Parade and she released it this past Friday in honor of Juneteenth, um, which is amazing and I'm just so happy that she did that in honor of the Black community and really just celebrating her culture And the song's so good. If you haven't listened to it, definitely check it out. The lyrics are so good. And yeah, you guys already know I'm such a huge Beyonce fan. So this was just like the cherry on top of my week. Actually, no. So this last thing I will say brought a huge smile to my face and might just be the cherry on top of this week. So Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog is now getting her own ride at Disney's The Magic Kingdom. Um, I'm sure you guys saw this. I feel like the news about this was everywhere um, because it's so huge and so exciting. So um, yeah, the what's it called? Splash Mountain is going to get re-themed into now this sort of Princess and the Frog Tiana ride and I couldn't be happier. Like I'm so excited for this. This is such positive change for Disney and I absolutely love Tiana and Princess and the Frog. I was actually recently watching it and actually the day that they announced that this ride was getting rethemed, I just so happened to be wearing a Princess and the Frog shirt which I was like, what a coincidence. But anyways, yeah, those were all of my highs of the week. Overall, it was a really good week and now for my lows of the week. So, this one was just funny and I had to talk about it. So, back to Father's Day um I had something for my dad part of his gift and I needed to print it out like email it to myself and print it out so that I could stick it with the rest of his gift and my dad and I have similar names so when I was going to send the email I accidentally sent it to his email instead of mine and I realized this after the fact and It was just so embarrassing because he was like, Oh, I saw part of your gift. Like, thank you so much. That was so sweet what you said. And I was like, Are you kidding me? I did not mean to send that to you. This totally ruined the surprise. I get it. It wasn't that big of a deal. But to me, I was just like, Ah, it ruined the surprise. So, yeah, that was just like a funny little low of the week. Okay, so now let's get into today's episode topic, which. I sort of want to mash three things together, which are different personality tests, the love languages, and zodiac signs, and I feel like the three of them all kind of tie together in the same idea of figuring out your personality through different tests, or in the case of the zodiac signs, through astrology. Now, I know people have their fair share of opinions on these types of tests, especially with zodiac signs and i don't think there's any way for one of these tests or an astrological sign to fully explain someone's personality. Uh however, after looking into these different tests, i have to say that a lot of what i saw felt like it did re- represent me really well. I'm not sure if you guys can relate to that. Um and i'm not saying these tests are perfect, but If you haven't taken one of these tests yet, or if you haven't looked into what your sign is, maybe check it out. You never know what you might discover about yourself or about other people when you take these tests. So, like I said, I'm going to be talking about different personality tests, and the ones that I'm specifically going to be talking about are the Myers-Briggs, the Enneagrams, and the Love Language test. and then I'll later get into the Zodiac signs. And I know there's so many uh, personality tests, like I think there's a color one, um, I'm not sure, there's like so many I've heard about, uh, but those are ones that I have specifically taken and I feel like they're more of the popular ones, so I figured like why not talk about them. Okay, so starting with the myers Brig one, I think I took this test when I went to some leadership camp in high school. And they made us take the test to see what kind of leader we were, which was, you know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. But, I mean, I really don't remember the results that I got from the test. I'm sure at the time, like, I took it seriously and was like, wow, this is so fascinating. But that was a couple years ago. So, I mean, I'm sure my results from the test would have changed from then to now. So, I was like, you know what, why not take it again? So, if you aren't familiar with the Myers-Briggs test, it is essentially an online test that you can take that tells you more about your personality and reasoning for the way you think slash act, and I feel like this test is kind of like the standard for personality tests. Like, I don't know, it's almost like kind of like the scientific one, like I, I don't know how to describe it, but I just feel like... It is like the first test that I heard about and then all of these other ones have kind of emerged over the past few years and like gotten more popular, but it seems like the Myers-Briggs one has been around for what feels like forever and the official description of the test and i'm just getting it this from a website it says that it helps support your personal well-being and professional performance goals by providing you with a deeper understanding of what makes you you with these insights you can make more informed decisions better communicate with others and build stronger relationships all based on the science of your personality so i thought that was pretty interesting um So there are a total of 16 different personality type results that stem from the Myers-Briggs test. And there are four different categories that each of those results fall under. They may, and these are like the categories that they fall under. So they may fall under the analysts, the diplomats, the sentinels, and the explorers categories and each personality type is abbreviated into a group of four letters. So, the uh, letters, the letter group will either start with an I or an E, and um, I will just go ahead and read those groups for you just so you guys know. So, there is the architect, the logician, I think I'm saying that right, the commander, the debater, the advocate, the mediator, the protagonist, the campaigner, the logistician, the defender, the executive, the console, the virtuoso, the adventurer, the entrepreneur, and the entertainer. So each of the letters, the four-letter group, it's kind of like a code that is meant to explain what type of personality you have, and then they're each titled by those things that I just read. So if you want to take the test, there's a lot of websites that offer it or something similar to it, but I use the website, it's called truity.com. I'm pretty sure it's the website that I used back when I first took the test, Um, but yeah, it's really easy to use, so I'll go ahead and leave a link to the site in the show notes in case you want to check it out and take the test. And the test is made up of a bunch of short questions that you either strongly agree, strongly disagree, or you're somewhere in the middle with your answers. And that's how I feel like a lot of the personality tests are structured, like those are your answer options. And some of the questions are, they're like, oh, are you more of a planner? Do you think with your head or your heart in difficult situations or just like random things like that? And like I said, I don't think these tests can be fully accurate all the time, but they do give some indication as to the type of person you are or, you know, the way that you might act in certain situations. And... I really don't think that they can be fully true because think about it. I mean, you're answering the questions yourself, so you do have some sort of bias to your answer. And I doubt there are people being completely honest with themselves when they're taking the test. So it's important to try to be as honest with yourself as you can. But yeah, so I took the test again and I'll go ahead and share my results with you guys. So on Truity's website, they give you um, a list of matches. They don't just give you like one match. They give me two with mine. So I am the ENFJ, which is called the teacher. And it says that ENFJs are idealist organizers driven to implement their vision of what is best for humanity. They often act as catalysts for human growth because of their ability to see potential in other people and their charisma in leading others. Which I thought that was interesting. I was like, hmm, maybe that is kind of like me. I don't know. And then the next one that I got is ENTJ, which they on their website called it The Commander. But let me see. On... This other website, it's called The Executive, so I don't know, they're kind of the same. But ENTJs are strategic learners, they are motivated to organize change, and they are quick to see inefficiency and conceptualize new solutions and enjoy developing long-range plans to accomplish their vision, which both of those combined, I'm like, wow, that's so interesting because I feel like they really overlap with some of the results I've got gotten from my other personality test and also from what I've read about my zodiac sign. So I just thought that was interesting. I'm like, I'm not sure if that means that's super accurate or if I'm just answering all these questions kind of the same. Um, But then on Truity, it's really cool because they do more than just give you your um, Myers-Briggs personality type. They also listed my personality profile, which I'll go ahead and just briefly read that for you guys. It says that I am driven by a deep sense of altruism and empathy for others. You have an intuitive sense of emotions of others and often act as an emotional barometer for the people around you you tend to personally experience the feelings of others and feel compelled to act when you see people suffering but your compassion is not reserved for the people close to you at your heart you are humanitarian and you feel genuine concern for the ills of the entire human race which i was like oh that's really nice i like that um and then they also give you your dominant energy style, which this one I thought was so fascinating because um, you are either more introverted or extroverted with your energy style. And for me, I was more extroverted, which I feel like typically I would say that I am an introverted person. But according to my answers on this test, it says that I'm a little bit more extroverted. Um, But with this, it's almost like they're even. It says I'm 40% introverted, 60% extroverted. So, I'm pretty much split down the middle, and I don't know what that means. Like, maybe sometimes I'm more introverted in certain scenarios, and other times I'm more extroverted. But yeah, I just thought that was super interesting. So, definitely go ahead and check out the Myers-Briggs test if you haven't already. Um, it's really interesting and Trudy is honestly a really good website for that. So yeah, definitely check it out. Okay, now on to the Enneagram test and if I'm saying it wrong, I'm so sorry. My sisters kept yelling at me the other day and they were saying that I was pronouncing it wrong. If I say Enneagram like E-N, I'm sorry, it's supposed to be Enneagram like I-N apparently. I don't know. So if you haven't heard of the Enneagram test, you probably haven't hung around enough girls who are in a sorority. Um, No, I'm just kidding. The Enneagram test has really become so popular in the past few years. I'm not sure why, but I feel like people who are super invested in it, into what their type is, are the people who think that zodiac signs are weird. I'm just saying. It's from what I've seen, like, you either are really into your zodiac sign or you're really into your Enneagram. That's just what I've seen. But yeah, all jokes aside, so the Enneagram test is very much similar to the Myers-Briggs test where you answer a series of simple questions and then you end up with getting a number. So instead of getting like the little letter combination, you get a number and your number is based off of the personality traits that you scored highest with. And with your number... Are a list of traits that are supposed to tell you more about your personality and basically the type of person that you are. Also, with your number, this part can get kind of confusing, but you also get another number, which is called a wing number. I still don't really understand the purpose of it. I think it's supposed to tell you like, okay, you have the traits of a three, but you also might share the traits of a two. And oh wait, I'm sorry. I think, oh yeah, it's raining. So if you can hear rain, I hope this podcast just becomes a little bit more soothing and that the rain isn't distracting. Um, anyways, so the wing numbers are only able to go forward or backward by one number. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So if you are, let's say you're a nine, you can only have a wing that's eight or a wing that's one. So you would say like uh, my anagram is a nine wing eight or a nine wing one, and if you're a four, you can either be like um, uh, four wing five or uh, four wing three, something like that. The way it works is just really weird. I'm not sure why those are the rules, but yeah, just so you know, in case you've never looked into it before. And if you want to take the anagram test, you can also use that same website truity.com that's what i used for the myers-briggs and the enneagram test and they both work super easy so i've actually taken the test twice now and the first time i got two wing three the second time i took the test i got three wing two which i thought was interesting that i mean i didn't take the test all that long ago and my results switched And the other day, I was talking to my sister about how, oh, I'm a three. And she was like, there's no way that you are a three. You're way too creative. You cannot be a three. And I was like, okay. I mean, that's what the results said. So I was like, then if I'm not a three, what number am I? And she was like, I definitely think you're a four, but you might not like the traits of a four. And I'm thinking, What? Our four is the worst one to be. Like, what does she mean by that? But then she read me this description of a four, and I was like, wow, hmm, that feels actually a lot more accurate than I thought it was going to be. So she read me this post, which I have it pulled up here. It's from this Instagram account. Um, her name is Annie Graham Ashton. Definitely recommend you guys follow her. She posts some cute stuff, and she gave like a list of what a four is so. I'll just go ahead and read them in case you've never heard of it. So the four is titled "The Individualist." You are someone who fears being flawed. You have depression, anger, crying is a good release, and you have a desire to stand out. You are a hopeless romantic. Authenticity is key. You need meaning of life, an identity, and a purpose. Rainy days are a vibe. So I guess right now I'm vibing. Um I'm very artistic. I admire the beauties in the simple things. And nostalgia never fails me. So when she read that, she also read some more things. Um, I think one of them was like, maybe it was self-centered or like focused on your ego or something like that. She was like, You might not like to hear that. And I was like, hmm, no, I think that's true. I'll be honest with myself. Um But yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. I was like, hmm, maybe I am a four. So, and I told her, I was like, but I feel like I identify with a lot of things of the three. So she was like, oh, well, you might be a four wing three, but you're definitely not mainly a three. So I think it's so weird. I feel like I relate to the traits of a four a lot more now. And I didn't even take the test and wasn't given the results of a four. So I would try to take... test with a grain of salt and just or take your test results with a grain of salt Um, and when you're taking the test try to be as super honest with yourself as you can um, because you might get some result that might not even be true to who you are and I think it would be cool if someone was able to look at the different traits like read the description of each number and think of which one they are before they take the test And then go ahead and take it and see if their results match up with what they had originally guessed um i kind of wish i would have done that before but yeah i mean needless to say i think i found out that i'm a four and i do think these tests are so interesting because the results can change so much like with me i mean i took the test multiple times and every time my results change and so, like I said, be honest with yourself even if you're answering a question and you might have to reveal some negative trait about you. Like, just be honest. Um. Also, with anagrams, I feel like there are so many cute Instagrams that make these cute little graphics and, you know, they'll compare you to a TV show character like the cast of The Office or Friends or they'll compare you to like Disney characters or something in a movie. Um, And one of my favorites to follow, her Instagram handle is creates. I'll link her IG in the show notes so that you guys can check her out because her posts are so cute. She's such a cute artist and I'm like, I love that you know so much about the anagrams that you like compare them to pop culture things. It's so fun okay so now moving on to the love language test so I heard about this I think it was a couple years ago um one day my friends and I we were out somewhere like getting coffee and they were like do you guys know what your love languages are and I'm like what I've never heard of that before and so they made me take the test there and I've since taken it another time and I think my results were the same. But with the love language test, I think when people hear it for the first time, they're like, oh, like you have to be in a relationship in order to take that. And that's not true because the test is designed to tell you more about um, how you kind of are in a relationship with other people, whether it be, you know, in... A romantic relationship and a relationship with your friends or your family members your co-workers just basically how you are interacting with other people um and how you kind of express yourself and can be loving to others so with whenever you go and take the test you can either pick the option of if you are in a relationship if you are single I think they even have options for if you're a kid or like a teenager at the time um just because your love languages I think are supposed to evolve as you go on in life like from when you're single from like when you're a teenager when you're in a relationship like things like that they're supposed to evolve So, if you've never heard of it before, the five love languages are quality time, gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation, and physical touch. And I took this test. I'm not sure if this is the only place where you can take the test, but it's one that I've heard so many times. It's called 5lovelanguage.com. That's the website. I'll link it in the show notes so that you guys can check it out and take it. The test is free, which is really cool. And the test is like, I don't know, it's not long, but the questions can kind of get a little repetitive. Basically, you're answering which thing means more to you in a relationship. Like, does it mean more to you when someone gives you a random like token of their affection or whenever you get to spend... Um, uninterrupted time with someone so you just pick like what is more meaningful to you and then at the end they will tell you what like where you rank with the five love languages like what means more to you um so yeah it's very interesting to see it all broken down and it's supposed to just help you realize like oh this is like how I express love or this is how I like to receive love basically And there also is a book that I think it's called The Five Love Languages, but it goes along with the test and I think it's just supposed to basically analyze more about like each love language and how people use them. So I haven't read it before. I think my mom said that she had before, um, but I think eventually I want to read it because it seems interesting. So mine, in case you're wondering, um, my top one is Quality Time my second one is words of affirmation, my third one is physical touch, my fourth one is acts of service, and my last one is gifts, which I feel like that's really accurate for the way in which I just like act around other people. Now, I'm not in like a romantic relationship with anyone right now, but just like the way I act around my friends or my family, I think quality time is very important to me because I would much rather just, like, get to hang out with my friends or my family or, you know, eventually, like, a significant other than just, I don't know, like, them giving me a gift. Like, I appreciate that so much more. Not saying that I don't appreciate gifts, but it's, like, spending time with someone means more to me than them, like, I don't know, buying me clothes or jewelry, which might be shocking to you people if you know, like, how much I like to shop and how much I like fashion and things like that. Um, but yeah, words of affirmation, I think that is also, um, really telling that I like to be reassured that, like, you know, like, oh, someone really appreciates me or they really value me as a person or, you know, something like that. Um, the next one, physical touch, which might seem weird because, like I said, I'm not in, like, a romantic relationship, but I am someone who likes to hug people like I always say like I'm a hugger um I'm not to sound like creepy but like I'm very physical that way like I love to express my love and care for people by like hugging them and like reassuring them that like I'm here for you I love you things like that acts of service I think I The way that I interpreted that one why it's so low is because I feel like I do acts of service for other people like I rather do things for other people than them do things for me um I feel like I'm more independent and hate whenever it's like oh someone like had to take time out of their day to do something for me like I feel bad when someone has to do that I rather me just be able to do it on my own if that makes sense And then the last one, gifts, I think the reason why that one is so low is because, like, I do appreciate gifts, but I think I value those other things so much more than gifts. I really love to give gifts rather than receive them. Like, I tell people all the time, like, you could give me a pet rock for my birthday, Christmas, whatever, and I would love it. Like, I would appreciate it so much. Um, But I just enjoy giving gifts so much more. I think... I have fun putting thought and finding gifts that I know that person will really really like um, and I just enjoy that more than giving gifts so yeah the also with the top three, the quality time, words of affirmation, and physical touch, those ones were actually really close into percentages, whereas the bottom two were really, really low. So the top three were almost tied, so I thought that was really interesting too. So yeah, definitely go ahead and check out the love language test. I think it's super interesting. I think anyone should take it no matter what stage you are in your life. If you're you know, if you've been dating someone for five years, if you're single, if you're a teenager and you've, like, you know, never been in a relationship before, definitely take it. It's super interesting. Alrighty, so lastly, let's talk about zodiac signs. I know a lot of people don't like zodiac signs. They think they're really weird and, like, I don't know, they're just strange, bizarre things that are made up, but... Over the past few years, I feel like I've learned more about my zodiac sign and found it really interesting. Um, My roommate and one of my really good friends, she introduced me to the zodiac signs. Um, I think I always knew what mine was, but she kind of told me like, oh my gosh, you are such like your sign. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what are the traits of my sign? And she told me about that and I was like, hmm that is kind of like me. So, if you don't know much about your sign or astrology or anything like that, definitely look it up. It is interesting, but I kind of, same thing with the other ones, take it with a grain of salt. So, I'm just going to read the definition of astrology. This is from the encyclopedia. So, it says, astrology is the ancient art of science of divining the fate and future of human beings from indications given by the positions of the stars and other heavenly bodies. It assumes that our lives are largely influenced, though not completely determined, by the position and movement of heavenly bodies. So, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, I personally don't rely on astrology to predict my future. I just find it fascinating how eerily similar I feel that I am to my sign. Um, So, I am a Virgo. Uh, which my birthday falls at the beginning of September and the Virgo sign is I believe it's like the end of August to the middle of September and when my friend told me like she would say all the time oh my gosh you're such a Virgo or that's something like a Virgo would do I looked into it more and I was like oh this is so weird I feel like I'm just like this description or things that I do or think about are just like what virgos are described as so i don't really look into it with um what are they called horoscopes like i don't rely on a horoscope to predict my future i don't really look into that kind of stuff i know other people take it more seriously but i just kind of see it as a way like oh my um my sign predicts or not predicts but like my sign is kind of an indicator as to like what type of person i am um and also a lot of people might like if you're not familiar with the zodiac signs you might get confused like I hear there's like a sun sign and a moon sign and a rising and you know descending and all this stuff I really don't know the ins and outs of all of those things I just know what my sun and my moon are so your sun sign is um determined by the date that you are born so like I said I'm born at the beginning of September so I am a Virgo that is my sun sign and then your moon sign is determined by what time of the day you are born so I was born later in the evening and therefore I am a Pisces and I think I could be wrong so if I'm wrong ignore me but I'm pretty sure that your moon sign determines more of like your personality like the type of person that you are I'm not sure but with Pisces it's like oh you're very like creative and artistic and I think with my sun sign it is um more like an overall thing like you are overall like this um with a Virgo it's like you're very type A and you're that person who you're lying in your bed at night and you're thinking about the mistake or the thing that you shouldn't have said five years ago. Like, you constantly think about that kind of stuff. So, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such, that's so me. I literally lie in bed at night and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I did that thing in middle school. And I'm like, why the heck am I thinking about this? Like, who needs to dwell on the past? Like, I need to go to bed. So, that is just like, that's not a Virgo entirely, but those are just like some things that virgos do um and my roommate and i we've talked about it before she and i were both religious and we think it's just kind of interesting how you know maybe like god makes us each individually we have our own specific purposes in life And perhaps there's a specific reason why we are born at the time we're born and maybe that has some sort of influence on the type of people that we are or that we're going to become. I don't know if that's fully the reasoning why or if that has anything to do with the specific signs that we are, but that was just, I thought, a really interesting perspective and like a way of looking at it. And I know a lot of times like people who are religious Just want nothing to do with zodiac signs, but I still think it's like something interesting to consider. You don't have to be fully invested in it, but it's just something to consider. So, I have a few Instagram accounts that um, I follow, or just things on Instagram that I've seen that talk about zodiac signs, and they're almost like they make like memes of them. And this one that I recommend to follow. Uh, is called Glossy Under Zodiac. They always post such funny things and they'll take like popular pictures of celebrities or pop culture things and do stuff with Zodiacs. They do like such a cute job of it. Um, And then another one that I follow, this is just like for Virgos, it's called Virgo Topic. They also post really funny memes Um, and then there's this one account that I saw a couple weeks ago. They were doing kind of like The bingo template thing that had been going around the beginning of quarantine on their Instagram story. Their Instagram is called at Sisters Village and they did a bingo thing and it says, Let's see how much of a blank you are. And it's they have specific ones for each sign. So I did the one and it says, Let's see how much of a Virgo you are. And you circle whether it's your sun, your moon, or your rising. So literally, guys. I kid you not, I circled every single one, so I will just read them just so you can kind of get a little more of a feel of the type of person I really am. So, it says, you are the responsible one, the overthinker, needs to double check everything, feels the need to always be right, good at giving advice, acting like you have it all together even when you don't, a bit of a perfectionist, Household chores, you do household chores when you're upset, you just want a beautiful but simple life, has high standards, get o- gets overwhelmed easily. Health and well-being is extremely important to you. Just like things, how You just like things how you like them. You're always working on yourself and you're noticing things that no one else does. And the last one is putting everyone before yourself. So I circled all of those and I felt like I was just trying to be honest with myself, but really I related to all of them. And then I did the next one which was let's see how much of a Pisces you are and I circled that it is my moon sign. And so these are the ones that I circled. It says you're usually in your own fantasy world crying it out making sure everyone around you is okay. You're highly sensitive. You're shutting yourself off from everybody when sad. You're a daydreamer. Oh my gosh hence the title of this podcast. Uh, You love a good conversation with depth You're highly intuitive, a good listener, art as a form of therapy, likes to be told how loved they are daily, and you have a vivid imagination. So those are ones that I just thought were super interesting, and it's crazy how the results of that overlaps with the other ones. I know I've been saying that like 60 million times, but they all kind of relate to each other, which I'm like, okay, you can't deny the signs or the results. Like, this is like the type of person that you are. Okay, so to wrap things up, I just want to share some things that a few of you amazing listeners out there of the podcast submitted to the Daydream and Listen Instagram. If you're not already following it, be sure to check it out because in the future, I'll be posting more IG stories where you can submit your opinions or your stories that relate to the up, up and coming episode topics. So yeah, definitely go check it out and don't be afraid to submit anything. I would love to hear your thoughts and when you do submit something, I will keep it completely anonymous unless, of course, you want me to mention your name. So with this um, past week's Instagram or IG story post, I asked you guys, um, has there ever been a time when the results of any of your personality tests really related to your life. Like, you realize, like, oh my gosh, I'm such, you know, a six on the Enneagram or such a Virgo or something like that. So, a few of you guys submitted some stuff, so I'll go ahead and read them. Again, thank you so much for those of you who submitted. Um, I really appreciate you guys wanting to engage. So the first one says, hey girl, I'm a type 5 Enneagram, which is the investigator. I admit that I'm very curious and nosy and live for drama. I have the tendency of wanting to solve all of my friends' problems. Which, oh my gosh, I know so many people who are like that. And you know what? Embrace your nosiness. Embrace the fact that you just live for drama. I mean, sometimes it's okay. Sometimes you need to tone it down, but oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, this next one says, my zodiac sign is an Aries and I totally relate to it. No matter how serious the situation is, I'm that person to make jokes. Whoops. Oh my gosh. Those people, like, sometimes you are much needed because you just, I don't know, you break the seriousness of a conversation and other times you're the worst because you never take things seriously, but oh my gosh, I love that too. Okay, this next person says, I'm a Libra, and they're very indecisive, and anytime I go to a restaurant with my friends, we have to use a random picker. Oh my gosh, I know so many people who are like this, and as someone who is pretty decisive, this stuff irks me, but I get it. There are indecisive people out there. Um, Yeah, definitely like picking a restaurant, picking like a movie to watch or something to do i hate when people are like oh i don't care you pick and i'm like fine i will pick and don't be mad with what i pick oh my gosh okay so someone else says i am an enfj and my anagram is type 3 which oh my gosh so crazy i'm an enfj and i feel like i know a lot of type 3 uh people on the anagram and those ones i feel like are really good because you're i think you're very like driven and motivated and that's the type I thought I was but apparently I'm not anymore. Okay, and this last one I'm gonna read is from my friend Jessie. Uh, She, I'm gonna shout her out because she sent me such an amazing thing just kind of explaining all of her signs and the personality tests and all of that stuff. I definitely would love to have her on the podcast someday because she seems to know so much about this stuff and I, think it's super interesting. So, if you guys want another episode talking more about personality tests and, like, hearing other people's results, definitely let me know because I would love to do this again. Okay, so she writes, I'm an Aquarius. I won't get into every single of my rising ascendant, etc., but I believe I am the stereotypical Aquarius. I'm not sure if I embody it simply because I'm told that's what my personality is or if horoscopes are real. All I know is that it's uncanny sometimes. Girl, that's how I feel sometimes with me being a Virgo. Like, sometimes you just read stuff about it and I'm like, this is undeniably me. Okay, anyway, so she says, my Myers-Briggs fluctuates between an E or an I depending on what stage of life I'm at but I closely identify with the INTP personality. I'm very independent, creative, and detail-oriented. However, I also tend to be a bit aloof, stubborn, and hot-headed. I took my Enneagram when I was in the midst of a pretty toxic relationship. I was given a two wing three, if I remember correctly, which means I'm very helpful, but can be a bit too self-sacrificing at times. Also, I tend to get frustrated when people don't end up taking my advice. I, I would still say that is true, but coming out of that toxicity, I would be curious to see how that changes my type. My top love language tends to lean towards words of affirmation. As a communications major, musician, and writer, I find words beautiful and love to get compliments, handwritten letters, etc. In my opinion, all of these diagnoses of me have so many things in common, they must be accurate. However, I think it's important to understand that your personality is always fluctuating, so don't confine yourself to what a description says. In my studies as a communications major, I've always, I'm always i always interested to understand more about myself and takes these kinds of tests at different periods of life, and it's a wonderful way to check in on who I am at that stage of my life. Which, I think the way she worded that was so good, and I think it's so important to not confine yourself to what that description says, because, I mean, one, it could not be true, and two, it can change throughout the rest of your life, so... Thank you so much, Jessie. And her Instagram is at jessie.lynn.roos. I'll go ahead and leave it in the show notes so you can check her out because she's amazing. Thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. I really, really appreciate that. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to me share about my personality type. And if you haven't checked out any of these tests, definitely do so because they're pretty interesting. And you might learn something or realize something new about yourself that you hadn't known before. So, yeah, definitely do that. And if you did enjoy today's episode, be sure to give it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. And like I mentioned before, check out the Daydream and Listen Instagram. It is spelled out just like the title of this podcast. I like to think that I post cute, inspiring, positive collages and then fun things on the IG stories, so definitely check those out too. I hope you all have an incredible rest of your day, and as always, thanks for listening!